The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. We have a great one today. The great Travis Brown calls in and chats with Matt and I. And then we spend about an hour with Fat Joe, who's just fucking phenomenal. Very I love Fat Joe. I'd never met him before. What a fun guy to hang with and talk movies and talk shit and talk fighting. He's just great. I had a blast. Me too, buddy. He may finish it here. Oh, he's out. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Welcome to another episode of Unfiltered. I think we have a good show today with Travis Brown fighting this Sunday night against Derek Lewis, and they are in... Uh, Halifax. Oh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Yeah. Fighting this Sunday night, and uh, he's calling in in a little while, and we also have Fat Joe, yeah. oh. the rapper, coming in studio. Wow. Which Fat is Joe. good. He's taking over UFC's Snapchat today. Well, that's exciting. Hope Dana lets me do that one time, but Dana uh, would not like what I was Snapchatting. Oh, no. That, he would not approve. That, that, uh, he'll be maybe shocked. Yeah. What are, what are you doing, Jim? Um, uh, weird. Do you, have, do you have a Snapchat? I do. Yeah. I don't use it that much, but I will say some lovely young ladies send me some snaps, and I do enjoy it. Yes. Send me some snaps. How old am I? 70? Yeah. What an old man. No, that's right. I know, but it's just corny the way I said it. Ah, dude. I say a lot of corny old men. We're older. We're older guys. What are you going to do? ESPN's Stephen A. Smith has said that Mayweather told him we're getting very, very close in regards to a potential Conor boxing match. And people from Conor's team have leaked that it's all but a done deal. And, of course, Floyd is denying it, and I don't think Conor's commenting. And as much as what I really want to see is yeah. Connor fight Khabib or Tony Ferguson and defend one of his belts, but I got to be honest, this fight I would pay to see. Well, and I, I think, will root for Connor. I don't like Connor that much, but I would love to see him smash Floyd. If he beats Floyd Weather, I will be a Connor McGregor fanboy. Yeah, the thing I is, will. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not name the last exciting like Mayweather fight. Agreed. I mean, I, I, that's I one and two. But what name. does he really? I mean, Connor's got everything like to the gain on it. Like as far as right. if he loses in a boxing match, big deal. He's still a better overall fighter. He'll still kick his ass in a real fight. He'll yeah. kick his ass in an MMA fight. So who like who really cares? So I mean, he's got nothing but something to gain, and then he could just be like, all right, all right you beat me, and uh, you know, like. So what? I can still kick your ass. Like, and I got a lot of money now. I don't know. Chris and I were talking about this before. The, and, and, and I agree with you. And Connor has not defended a belt yet. But yeah. I think here's what I think it is. I think his thing is he gets he's like an adrenaline chaser. 
and he only likes new shit, which yeah. is probably why he wants money to buy new cars. Like he's a yeah. new shit guy. Like I like new shit. I want a new challenge. All right, I get the 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 uh, the uh, the fucking uh, featherweight. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, uh, lightweight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next. Like I'm not saying that that's right, but that's that's the, seems to be his high. And Chris pointed out before the show, and he was correct. When he did lose and tap in the second round, he handled it really well. And he yeah. didn't fucking cry, and he didn't run away and hide. He talked to the press. He was the better man tonight, and then he fought him again, and he beat him in a, in a decision, which is very impressive. So it, as much as I would love to, to say fucking Connor shouldn't do this, you know, well, he listen, has done most of what he said he was going to do, or at least tried to. Listen, I'm sure we're all, we'd all watch. That's, you know, but the thing is, I prefer to watch... <laughs> MMA. Yeah, me too. I, I just, me too. Like if you we're him fight triple triple G. He's fighting. Uh, Jimmy's almonds are arriving now. Thank you very much. Jimmy's almonds Thanks. is a person. Can I have my diet coke and a kiss? Oh, look at this. Thanks. Oh, there you go. There you go. Don't don't get nervous Thanks. now. Don't Thank get you. nervous, girls. Thanks. Thanks. Good fellas. Don't get nervous, girls. That's good man. Like spider. It's, oh, look at that. He told you to go fuck yeah, yourself. Crawl like oh, you crawl for the fucking almonds. <laughs> <laughs> Spider, you know Spider. That was uh, that ended up being uh, Christopher. Yeah, it from, was. Uh, it was. Yes, uh, it was uh, Christopher um, from Sopranos. I know that, but how do I not remember his real name? Oh my! God. I don't. Really you know, don't, don't tell me. I, I'm so mad at myself. What's, that? What's his first name? What is it? Michael. Oh, Michael Imperioli, of course. He's got the. You look like Court McGee today for some reason. Are you grown out your beard. I do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a Court McGee beard. We don't like it. You get, oh. the, you get the Court McGee look. We don't like it. It's gotta shave my head. I kind of like it. You gotta shave the mustache because he doesn't have the mustache. We don't like it. <laughs> Matt and I object. Matt liked. Me. I think Matt said you're growing your beard out. Yeah. Anyway, so what are you saying? I don't know. What was I saying? We were talking about Conor and fighting all these different. Yes. Uh, well, listen. I get more excited if you say, "Listen, he's fighting." Uh, oh, it's signed. He's fighting uh, Mayweather. Or if you're saying he's fighting, uh, let me see. Just K- say it. Well, K- Al Kakui, Khabib. I like saying Al Kakui. Never get made of. Um, <laughs> stop it! You're making me sick. It's untight. <laughs> um, you know. Hey, listen. That's, I'd be uh, really excited for that. I mean, I, I but I'm but that's listen. I'm just not that into boxing. But it might time out well yeah. because if they're fighting, Khabib and Tony Ferguson are fighting March fourth. When is this Conor Mayweather thing? How much lead up? Are oh, they probably a long June? Yeah, June probably. Yeah, that's a long time to yeah. make these guys wait to fight a championship fight. Nah, you got he's got to get back in the mix in there. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, that's that's what everybody wants. I'm sure anyway. Brock for, just retired. Nah, really? I, don't, I didn't really care either. I, I think he should have. <laughs> Look at me. But, I mean, that's I'm just, like, yeah, that's exciting. No, that's cool. Listen, yeah, he's out. I'm sure if he wants to ever unretire, that'll be news. He'll jump back in. But he's getting up there. What is he? 41? He wants to. Yeah, he wants to probably just do regular yeah. WWE. That's a hard life. Being Listen. a professional wrestler is hard, but it's not as hard as MMA. Yeah, I mean, it's a definitely a different different thing. I mean, it's 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 basically acting with. It's like an very like physical stunt man that that's good at acting. Also, yeah. I don't know, like you, you know what I mean, like that type of thing. You take your body's taking a beating, but there is that whole you know predetermined outcome that is unlike you know sure. fighting in the cage for real. Well, know? Jermaine Duranime has called for a real. I like Jermaine Duranime because yeah. I, I like who she is as a person. She's called for a rematch yeah. against Holly because uh, I think that she didn't like there being some question, and she said, uh, "I have nothing but respect for Holly in the UFC and the guys on UFC Unfiltered." And because I, I added that part, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and because so. of that, I want to say right now that I think I owe it to Holly and to her fan and to the fans to do this fight again and make sure the winner of this historic belt is crystal clear. I respect that. I respect the hell of it. And she also should have put in parentheses, and I don't want to fight Cyborg. Yeah, right. 
No, no, but how about this? Brutal. How about this? Everybody's waiting for that cyborg to jump in there. I mean, that fight division anyone. was basically made for, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, who would who would you rather see the rematch versus Holly or uh, Jermaine versus Cyborg? Cyborg and then Holly Jermaine fights versus, the winner. I mean, first of all, Jermaine versus Cyborg is going to be. I mean, how's that not? That, that, look at that. Cyborg puts her <laughs> up against the cage, though. That's a. That's well, I mean, a they're going to be Jermaine. also. They they both could hit hard, man, and. Like Holly, Holly could bring the fight to the best of them, but she, she, I, I don't know. I mean, Jermaine looked a lot stronger and bigger, and and just try. I don't know. I thought she so. wasn't as aggressive. But, and right or wrong, Matt, let me throw let, let me throw this at you. What's up, pal? I'm trying to sound like I'm on ESPN. Right or wrong, Matt. Uh, she puts her up against the cage. She's going to be a lot more effective than Holly was against the cage. Yeah, Holly's well, very you gotta, good, but you got to understand that she's um. Is she a brown belt or a black belt in jiu-jitsu, uh, Cyborg? I got to think she's a black belt. I, I would mean, hope I she's a black belt. Yeah, I, I mean, when she's, I think of her, she's, she's a black belt. Uh, she's a black belt to me, man. Well, she's good. She's good on the floor for sure, you know? And uh, and she's bigger and stronger. But I don't know, man. I don't know if I see her taking her down. She might just be looking to yeah. try her luck standing. But I mean, again, against the cage, if she gets her in, in dirty box or against the cage, that's, yeah, that's I mean, Jermaine's in deep she, trouble. The thing is this, for... for she might have a little bit more tools, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm still, we're still yet to see, uh, you know, we got to see her in some bad positions. I mean, she took away the takedowns from, uh, from Holly. Yeah, she did very well. Holly was beating herself up about that in the post fight thing, saying that she could have committed more to some takedowns. What was up? I'm seeing that she has a brown belt, actually. That's what but, I was going to say. But she's a hot, you know, she's You think I don't know my shit? I totally agree. <laughs> no, I just like that. Yeah, I'm sorry for yelling at you. You're not yelling at me. Okay, you're, you're yelling about I something. Know, I get excited. I get Listen, first of all, Travis Brown's coming on. We're calling him very shortly. And um, I like Travis. I want to talk to Travis. I have a question for you. Yes. There's a new rule change, and I want to know what you think of it. Uh, uh, officials are now going to use instant replay when they feel a fight ending sequence was possibly called uh, caused by an illegal action a foul of some sort whether intentional or an unintentional once reviewing the replay the refs either going to confirm or dis- uh, dispel whether a foul was committed that brought about the fight ending sequence oh. and take the appropriate action it's not uh, to be used to review the actions of the referees not to be used was it stopped uh, the fight was it a tap was the fight stopped at the right moment that's not what it's for if a referee utilizes the replay the information obtained from the replay cannot be used to restart the fight as the fight is officially over and may not be resumed. So meaning they're not going to say, okay, this happened. Nope, he didn't tap. Let's restart. It's not it's, for that. It's only once the fight is ended. If there's a question about the sequence that ended the fight being uh, sparked by a foul or inspired by a foul or an illegal move, then it can be used to determine the outcome of the decision, the winner of the match. Um, yeah, the sole purpose of this replay is to allow the referee to make a correct call on the outcome of the fight and calling the winner. Whether having to go to the judges' scorecards for a technical decision, is the fight going to be a no contest or a disqualification? No, these aren't implemented yet. This, they just passed yes. these proposals. Yeah. But the most important thing is this is what they call this the Jim Norton rule. And that's not loss of bodily function, TKO. <laughs> if a fighter loses control of bodily function in between rounds, the ringside physician could be called or would be called. If not clear to continue, the fighter would lose by a TKO. If fecal matter becomes apparent at any time, the bout shall be halted by the referee. If you shit your pants, as I would, I would say to Dana, I could picture my discussion. Hey, look, man, other fighters have shit their pants. And Dana would say, yes, but not during the introductions. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Off a body shot, somebody took a a nice body blow and it comes out the other end is one thing, but... uh, and on this side of the cage, we got Jim. No, you yeah. shitting yourself. It is nerve wracking, Jimmy. Travis, what's up, buddy? Is this you? 
This is the one and only. Yes. Hello. You got oh, Jim and this. Matt, how you doing, man? What's up, Travis? Yeah, what's going down? Well, you sound like you're in good spirits. Most of the guys we've talked to lately have been very, very asleep yes. um, when we've talked to them. So you sound like you're awake and ready to go. Yeah, did you tell them that you have their vag- your, your, the, their Vagisil ready to help them rub it in? I, 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 I'm a small guy. I wouldn't say that, but I will relay the message from you from now on. There you go. You're there a, you're- tell, them, tell them that you know, they, can go, they can go to Ricky Lindell's room to get the extra Vagisil that he brought. And they can rub it into all their their bitching and complaining. All right, I will I will relay that message from a giant heavyweight. I will not say that ahead. myself. Well, let me tell you who does not need Vagisil, and that's Travis. Absolutely. I mean, who fights with his with his finger bone showing? Travis, really quick, how bad? Wh- wh- I mean, did you see your bone? What's up with that last fight with with your finger? And I believe yeah, that shit happened in the first round. Yeah, it happened in the first minute. So, you know how like when you're out with the boys having some beers. Eating some wings, fucking they're delicious. Yes. You suck the meat off the bone. Yes. And 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 there's like the, the that that chicken bone that has I don't know how to explain it. It looks like almost like a Y. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's two big side on the side and then there's that middle part that's kinda lower where you could see like maybe a tendon or something like that going through there. Yeah. Dude, that's exactly what I saw. You know what I mean? I look down and my bone is sticking out of my freaking finger. And I'm just like, uh, time out, guys. Time out. Let, let's, uh, let, can we take a quick break real quick? I need to figure out what the fuck's going on with my finger. You know what I mean? And and yeah. I know you're not supposed to do that in the fight, and yeah. maybe they should have called it. I don't freaking care, and I don't know. That wasn't my job. It was just a reaction from you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a human being, right. and yeah. it was a reaction. I, you know what I mean? And to this day, I won't forget the feeling of – you know, after that, when I was on the mat with, with Verdum, I'm trying to get up. I can feel my the bone coming through the skin, rubbing on the canvas. It felt like sandpaper. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell? And then and then when he's trying to choke me, I'm defending by putting my hand over his, his wrist and his forearm and stuff, trying to pull it down. And I can feel like the hair is going into the... Uh, you know what I mean? It's just like that weird sensation that... Not many people have ever had that before, but if you can imagine it, you well, know. Well, people were saying during the fight, Matt, if you remember, people were saying, like, yeah, Travis Brown doesn't look like himself. And then after people realized the injury you had, people were like, Jesus Christ, what a tough tough son of a bitch to have actually gone through that fight to a decision. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's what we do. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I just needed a second to kind of get my shit together. You know what I mean? But, you know, and I know that, you know, again, the fight probably should have been called, but it was just a reaction and... You know, I'm glad that they gave it to me that way and go out there and at least give it a shot. You know, it's like, what do you do? You know, but, um, you know, that's what, that's what we do. You know, yeah. that's what we're, we're fighters. You know what I mean? We're, we're crazy as it is. So yeah, well, let me tell you, we're all, obviously we're all a little nuts to be fighting in that cage, but that's not what everybody does. I'll tell you right now, you, you're being very humble about this. There's a lot of guys uh, that straight up look for a way out of there. And he's, and some guys are just, look, man, all right, the, the choke is close enough. I'll just, I'll just choke it up as I tried. You could have used that. You could have used that as a, a legit out. That's right. And you didn't. And uh, I'll tell you right now, I'd like this. I, I'm telling you right now, a lot of people would have used that as an out. So I, I give you a lot of respect for that, Travis. Oh, I appreciate it, man. That's yeah. just, that shit's fucking actually crazy. In this, that story, the story, the way you put that story and, um, it started off so great. I was actually licking my lips. You're doing, you know, those delicious buffalo wings. You're out with your friends, and he <laughs> yeah. kept. Well, it, it did a drastic turn, and now I'm getting queasy. 
Yeah, man. I mean, but that's exactly what it was. Like, I looked down, and and I see like that that the top of that chicken bone, and then my tendon was like wrapped uh, straight over it, like you think it would be. And that's why, like, if you look at some of the pictures, the 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 first um, part of my finger, it was like curved over, kind of like a hook, and it's because it was a dislocation. So it wasn't even a break; it was a dislocation from the first two parts of my finger that the first two parts were sitting over on top of the the first part of my finger and so it was making my finger kind of go down like a hook and i couldn't bend my finger you know what i mean and yeah. and when i looked down it was just like that it was like a chicken bone seriously with the white tendon wrapped over and it was super tight you know what i mean it was the weirdest so and, and you said this happened in the first minute first minute of the first right, round so, so let's let's review the night for you you start off they you got a a three hundred pound Brazilian jump up and kick you in the chin, <laughs> kick you in the chin. Yeah, fucking. And then guy. you you, you <laughs> fucking guy. I know the nerve of him. <laughs> and then you, you you take that like a champ, and then within the first minute you got your bone sticking through. Talk about a, a rough night. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, shit. and and to top it all off, it's against the fucking jackass like Verdum. You know oh, you mean? Got, like, oh, you guys had some issues. That's right, yeah. you guys don't. Oh, like I just him. don't like the guy. I don't think he's a good dude. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. He he just you know he 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 does one thing for the public and behind closed doors, he's another way. So you know, I'm not gonna get into it. I don't. Yeah. I'm not trying to spread rumors about him. But I have my own personal feelings about the guy, and I just don't like him. You know what I mean? So so it's just one of those things where it's like for me, I just. You know, I don't, I don't like him. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't respect him like as a dude, as a man, and and I, you know, I, I respect him as a fighter, but but other than that, that's as far as it goes. Travis, what so. happened at the end too? Because I, I actually forgot until you just said that him and uh, and Edmund had a little thing at the end of that. Was that something Verdum said that he didn't like, or did he did Edmund say something to him? Because we weren't in the ring. That's yeah. Right. So I guess what happened is like after the fight, the crowd was booing because. Yeah, it was a shitty fight, dude. I hate those. I hate being a part of those fights. You know, mm. I'm like, I'm sitting there with a bone sticking out of my finger. I'm, I'll tell you what, if my opponent had a bone sticking out of his hand like that, I would have finished the motherfucker, right? Mm. Like, dude, I know he's out of it. He ain't, he ain't got his right hand. I'm going to finish him. You know, I hate being a part of like a, just a shitty fight like that. So um, after the fight, the crowd was booing with, with they should. You know what I mean? It was a shitty fight. Well, I guess Verdum was doing like, you know, kind of like the, the crybaby thing, like to his eyes with his knuckle, you know what I mean? How yeah. they, they, you know, that thing. Sure. And, and I guess Edmund thought he was doing it towards me. So Edmund said to him, why don't you have some fucking respect? You yeah. know what I mean? For the guy that you just fought. And all of a sudden, Verdum squares up and push kicks Edmund. And he's like, yeah, I thought he was going to come after me. Yeah. You know, he's a fighter. He's a, a accomplished kickboxer and... He had that look in his eye that he was going to come after me. It's like, God, buddy, what the fight? Son, you have some fucking respect, and then then it gets turned around because that jackass gets the mic, you know, at yeah. post fight press conference, and you know, whatever. But, but you know, so you don't was, like him as a, a person. Did you ever see the video of him kicking the reporter in the leg? No, no. There's no. one too where uh, you know as a. You know, as a fan of UFC, I've interviewed a lot of fighters and had them show me moves just to see where certain things feel like because it's pretty impressive what you guys deal with. Sure. But they're always taking it easy. And this yeah. and Verdum did this to this reporter where he just gave him like a thigh kick and it put the guy, they almost passed out from it. It was, it was like a little too hard to do to a guy who's not a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, you know, there's, you know, there's, 
yeah, that's that's him. You and know. do you do you think Travis too? Because after after you and Rhonda both trained with Edmund, and he he's caught a lot of criticism lately. Do you think that some of it was fair, or do you think all of it was unfair, or or how do you feel about that, or or the way people are perceiving it? Well, I can't I can't tell you if it was all unfair or fair or anything because I haven't heard all of it. I've only heard some things, and the things that I've heard is is pretty unfair. And and you know you get some of these guys that are prominent in the MMA community that 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 hold some kind of like like weight with the fans and they go and they talk about things in a in a way that like an amateur would talk about they just throw it out there you know what i mean instead of like having a thought behind it they're just throwing things out and and unfortunately you know like He's an easy guy to not like because he just doesn't care what you think. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's some guys, you know, some coaches or whatever that will say the right thing because it's the right thing to say. Like, he just says how he feels, you know. These guys will say the right thing at the time, and then they'll go right backstage and be like, fuck that, and then they'll really say something different. Like, he just doesn't have a filter. You know what I mean? And, and you know – some of the some of the stuff that I've seen is just it is what it is. I mean, he's you know I don't think that he that he fully deserve that he deserves it. You know, I mean, tell, show me a coach that hasn't lost, um, at, you know, as a coach. You know that that his athletes or her athletes haven't lost and that get the same kind of reaction from from the fans like get the hell out of here there's a single one right. yeah you know what dana said that dana made a point dana said look man nobody's harping on the guy when uh you know ronda for you know destroying everybody in her pad nobody's complaining about the guy and then you know there's a hiccup or you know you lose a fight here or there next thing you know the guy he sucks so i mean i i definitely hear you with that and personally Edmund's not a, a a douchey guy. I mean, I met the guy. I hung out with the guy before in Maine, over by uh by Dana's house. He was there. He had a fighter fighting, and uh, he's a personally he's a nice guy. I mean, I met him behind the scenes. He's always been cool to me, and we've had we had pleasant conversations. And uh, the thing is this, I I think that he's very emotional uh, with his fighters. Like he's very like when you get emotionally attached, and I know when I corner my guys. It's like, yo, I got my guy, and I, I'm very, I keep it simple. It's like, I got my guy, you got your guy. We're meeting down at the flagpole. We're going to, like, yeah, you're in yeah. the trenches with your guy. Yeah. And, like, you know, I, I got shit after Silva broke his leg. I didn't know his leg was broken. He fought Weidman. And I remember when the fight was it just got done, I'm like, oh, it's done. All right, what happened? Broke it out. Good. Fuck him. I didn't see the thing in half. I got some stuff over that. So I yeah. understand what it's like being a coach and being very, um, you know, emotionally invested in your fighters, you know? You, yeah. could, you could come across a little. Uh, harsh i know i did in the past well, that's your fucking dude you know what i'm yeah. saying like like weidman was is is your freaking dude and so when something like that happens the fight gets called you're like yeah. fuck yeah you know what i mean like you're still riding that high and even during the fight i'm sure when you know shit isn't going right you're like no nah, nah. you know what i mean it's yeah. like dude if fighting is an emotional thing and you know especially when you invest your yourself into that person that you're that that's in their fighting you know, yeah. What you don't want is somebody, and they, and the fighter and the trainers and and your team is your safety net, man. When you fall, they're they're the they're the only ones there for you to catch you. Yeah, I've yeah. seen fighters. I've seen trainers. One guy comes in particular, and it made me sick. And he was out. He was with his guy, and we were in Manchester, and he went out there. And uh, this guy used to fight. He's a former uh, uh, 
a wrestler and uh, and he fought in the UFC back in the day. I'm not going to put him on blast, but the guy, you know, he went, his guy fought, the guy lost. He was the first guy back to the locker room already throwing his guy under the bus. Oh, you can't show up like that, and you can't expect to win. And, and dude, the guy's complaining. I'm looking at Longo like, this guy's a fucking maggot. Like, you know what I mean? I want to bash I, his I, own I, guy. Oh, like the guy's the guy. I, I was like, yeah, dude, that's and, and the guy was a the guy was a nice guy that was uh, that, lost. that lost. And, uh, and he lost. The guy got caught. But it's like one of those things where I'm like, hey, dude, go go talk somewhere else, man. I don't, even, I, mean, I just ignored the guy. But I hear you, Travis, man. Yeah. yeah let me ask you, Travis. Too, what's the difference? You are Jackson Wink, and and how is it different, uh, or better, or different training with Edmund? What, what what are the differences you find? You know, the, it was it's just different. Like at Jackson Wink, um, I, I really relied heavily on the training partners there um, to get work in. You know, like for instance, like like some of the like the move I I caught our, uh, um, Alistair Overeem with like John Jones taught me that. You know what I mean? I worked on that because John Jones. It's like th- there's certain things that you know I would pick up more from the training partners. You know, and the coaches were there to, to coach, but it was more of like a team coaching aspect. And then I would have one of the one of the kind of younger coaches. He would be the one holding pads for me like daily. And I would see, you know, Winklejohn, um, you know, one like twice a week, and I would see Jackson like two, three times a week, and Winkle like same thing, you know what I mean? It'd be like, you know, I would get one on one time, maybe twice a week with either of them, and uh, and, and predominantly I would I'd be, you know, I'd have another guy holding mitts, or you know, I would, I would have to bring in, uh, you know, some guys to help me with the ground, like Ricky Lindell. When I was at Jackson's, I had Ricky Lindell coming out to to work with me on the ground specifically on stuff, and so. Uh, working with Edmund and and working with Ricky, the way that it was different is I got a lot of one-on-one time, you know, and and some, you know, I, I actually just told a story to a person I was just talking to, but Ricky Lindell just had state finals um, for his wrestling uh, group, right, for his, for his high school. So the kid that won the the high school, like the the state championships last year as a sophomore defended it this year as a junior and he and and he lost right and he lost in a way where he just didn't show up to perform like he was kind of in his head and all this kind of stuff well this kid's 17 right and he's learning this lesson at the age of 17 already being like having what four or five years of wrestling in 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 the books like I'm learning that same lesson at the age of 34 in front of millions of people on the biggest show in the world and and I've I've been in this sport for eight years, seven of them in the UFC. You know what I mean? And I went from nobody knowing me in 2010 to being ranked third in the world in 2013. So it's like you know I, I'm having my hiccups, you sure. know, but they're they're the lessons that some of these guys have learned ten years ago. You know what I mean? And and I'm learning them right now as being a ranked heavyweight. And so for me, you know, the difference going from Alliance and 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 uh, Jackson Winklejohn and and then to Edmund and and Ricky and then you know working with Edmund Ricky and Ray Seffo now, it's like, you know I'm making adjustments in my camp. I'm I'm figuring this stuff out as we go. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I feel like the best coaches are in this sport like that are going to be written down in the history books have yet to really come because this sport is so young. 
You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like Matt, like how you are able to uh, communicate with your fighters because you've been in there. You've been in those situations. You've been in, like not saying that these coaches, the coaches these days are bad because I, I believe I have some of the best coaches in the world. But what I'm saying is like, you know, like the Phil Jacksons or, or, you know what I mean? Or, or the head coach of the Patriots, you know what I'm saying? Like, sorry, yeah. I'm a West coast dude, but you know what I mean? It's sure. like, like having those coaches in the, in the UFC, I, I feel like they have yet to, yet to come to, yet to come. Exactly. Hey, try you know if you, mean, so. sorry to interrupt you, but if you're fighting a very hard hitter in Derek Lewis, you know that let's just say you do win this fight. I know it's a tough fight and you don't want to look beyond it. Fighters never do, but just, you have to, in a casual thought, what, if, if you are to win this fight, what do you see next for yourself? Because I know you want to get back uh, into, into contention, and this definitely puts you closer. Uh, do, you, do you see possibly the winner of the uh, Overeem Hunt fight? Or uh, what do you think of Francis Ngannou, or, you know, who's my, my new favorite personal life? <laughs> I can't stop yeah. talking about Francis Ngannou. Uh, what do you think? You know, uh, honestly, after my last two fights, I didn't know where I was going to go. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. like, like what direction they were going to put me in, and even with this fight, I still don't know the direction they're going to put me in. You know, what I mean, if they're going to have me put me right back up there with the top two, three, four guys in the UFC, or if they're going to have me fight another up and comer like an Nganu or the 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 winner of Hunt Overeem or whatever. You know, what I mean, like, like it's honestly in my mind, it's it's up in the air. I really don't know. I have no idea what direction, and and I don't know. You know. I couldn't even give you like a hint of what I think because I honestly have no idea of what direction they're going to put me in. Okay. Well, this, this fight is huge, though. We, you take out Derek Lewis. He's got a lot of hype behind him. He's been putting people away. Big, dangerous dude. The Black Beast is his name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you take him out, you're right back in the mix, man. And you definitely deserve a pass on that last fight. I mean, shit. Yeah, you were hurt. Your stock doesn't go down after that. If, for me, I feel, I feel your stock went up with that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, good luck. Sunday the uh, 19th from Halifax, you're fighting Derek Lewis in the main event. It's a, it's a, it's a good card. Uh, you know, Johnny Hendricks is fighting at welterweight against Hector Lombard. There's a lot of good fights on this card. So, uh, so good luck, Travis. And uh, thanks, it was man. great talking to you, and we hope to talk to you again. Yeah, Travis, yeah, thanks. Take care. Yeah, sorry to get long-winded. On Not at all, dude. It's, oh, man, please, I mean, we love it. You, you're wide awake. It was great talking to you. want you in studio, man. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Whenever, whenever you guys, you know. Have time, dude. Whenever I'm out there. If you're ever in New York, man, definitely. We'll get it done. You're welcome anytime. Cool. All right, guys. All right, good luck. Later, we'll Travis. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. What a nice guy. Well, I I met listen, I've, I've met him before. Well, I've met him briefly, yeah. I've talked to him before, and I knew he's a good dude, and uh, I'm happy to talk to the guy. Let's uh, And, and people, great. by the way, for anybody, now here's what they're going to say. Why don't you ask about Ronda? Because it's no, his girlfriend, no, it's not him. It's, it's just, he's fighting now. He's fighting, it. and it's there's nothing him. worth it. I'm going to pester him about his girlfriend. I'm not going to anything about that. Nah, it's just like... I was going to say that to you. Like, dude, I don't want to ask nothing. I, I, about, I, this is about Travis now. It's his time. It's got to be annoying when you, you're, you're dude, dating has, someone who's the Lewis. biggest name in MMA or, or the second biggest name, and everybody's asking about your girlfriend. No. It's like... Travis is, is entertaining. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra. You know, an important question, obviously, I have to ask, are you in between jobs and looking to earn some extra money? Of course you are. Or even if you're not in between jobs, you still want extra money. Nobody says extra money sucks. We all like it. You're looking to put more money maybe in your, in your kid's college fund, going back to school yourself to get another degree, or your first degree. Wait, what are you writing the next great American novel? You need some inspiration or maybe a flexible schedule? Are you seeking alternative funding for your new startup? You see, blah, blah, blah. I can name a million things you might need money for. 
Or maybe you're just someone who loves to drive. Maybe you're in a lousy relationship, as if so many, so many, how many relationships have I had that are good? None. I wish this option existed during my last relationship. Lyft, L-Y-F-T, you can drive with them. It's the ride-sharing app. It lets you be your own boss. You pick your own hours. You can earn up to 1500 bucks a week driving your own car. There's other ride-sharing apps out there, but Lyft treats their drivers right. It's a flexible way to make extra money anytime from nearly anywhere, and all you need is a car. Lyft drivers can make up to 35 bucks an hour. Getting started is literally a tap away. You can drive mornings, nights, weekends. You flip the, uh, into driver mode, and you start making money. It literally is that fast and that simple. And Lyft drivers can earn uh, tips through the app which a lot of those other ride-sharing apps do not allow you to do. These tips add up fast, and you keep 100% of them, and you don't have to wait days to get paid. What's worse than that? This way, you, you can cash out instantly once you've made 50 bucks thanks to Express Pay. It all adds up. Driving with Lyft is super flexible, allows you to keep 100% of your tips. That's uh, uh, lyft.com slash unfiltered. lyft.com slash unfiltered. There's a special offer for our listeners you get $500 as a new driver, as a bonus, after you complete 100 rides in 30 days. That's amazing. $500 bonus plus the money from the ride. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Go to lyft.com slash unfiltered. Don't be a goose. There's a limited time only. Restrictions apply. lyft.com slash unfiltered. What are you waiting for? Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust who has your best interest in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank, skip the waiting, and go completely online at quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. That's Q-U-I-C-K-E-N loans.com slash unfiltered. An equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org number 3030. Let's bring in, we got Fat Joe, I think. Fat Joe in here? No, he's not here yet. He's not in here yet. Oh, I'm saying, <laughs> no, he's not in here. He's You'll walking. know when he's in here. Isn't he walking in? Why? He's a big kid. He's a big guy? Yeah. It's not, it's not like an ironic nickname with Fat Joe? He's no. really skinny? Okay. You, know, you mean like calling a guy who's 6'8", like calling, it's how like big calling is Travis? Me tall? 6'8"? I'm sorry. 6'7"? Uh, I don't know. He's a beast know. of a guy, man. <laughs> He's a big dude. Travis is a big fucking guy. He's a good guy. You can tell he's a good guy, though. You get a sense when a guy's a good guy. Yeah, that was a good interview. That was fun. I enjoy. I would have I, talked. I would have talked to him for a lot longer if we could. I, I would love I, to have him in studio. I had a feeling it was going to be. Good. He's six seven two fifty five. Yeah, he's a he's a fucking monster. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I met him one time when when actually when Rhonda showed up at the garden with him to make her announcement about Nunez. Yeah. And he was backstage chatting, and uh, I got a picture with him. And I think Matt helped me get a picture with him. Or was it Reed? And he was I a really, really nice guy. Hi, Joe. Come on in. How are you, buddy? Oh, Matt. Brother. Nice to see you. Good. Fat Joe is walking in. How are you doing, pal? How are you? So How we're you healthy, right? We have nuts on the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. I'm trying to eat healthy. <laughs> well, you dropped, you dropped a shitload of weight, man. And I mean, you dropped, I've, I've dropped about 35 pounds over the years. You dropped how much? Man, human, a human being, I would think. A human yeah. being. 200? Not 100 something. 
Yeah. I mean, the nickname almost doesn't stick anymore. You don't nah, have it sticks. It you should sticks. be Husky. <laughs> Maybe Husky, Husky Joe. Yeah. Husky Joe is your new name. <laughs> right? You don't look Husky you're Joe, man. You're definitely not sloppy. You've been training. You work out at all? Work out. I work out, you know, mostly cardio, but I work out nice. in the normal. You know, I've been like in the last three weeks promoting this new album we're dropping. So this has uh, been, it's been hell. Yeah. Talk it's about been that like, you sure. know, we've been going, uh, waking up six in the morning yeah. every day, going to sleep two in the morning. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just been like, boom, every day I'm in a different need, state. Every day I'm in. You need that It's cardio. like I'm running for, for a campaign, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard to eat well on the road. Like I, I go into green rooms and it's all snacks and treats and shit. And it's two o'clock in the morning. Your show is done. You can't eat good. Daddy. It's like, it's impossible to not eat like a slob on the road. But you have to, you have to try. Yeah, you yeah. Have to try. yeah. You try your best. You try. You win more battles than lose. Did yeah. when 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 mm -hmm. Big Pun died? Did that mm -hmm. scare you? Like, wow, man, I, I gotta watch. That got my... off the first human being. So that was probably like I lost maybe eighty pounds after that. You did, but I was still very very overweight. Were you close to five hundred at one point? I think I was close to five hundred, like four hundred wow. something. I ain't even gonna lie really? to you. Yeah. So I always tell everybody we used to go to the buffets and and instead of taking the plate and put it on the tray we take the plate off and fill the tray up <laughs> yeah the whole joint you know but we didn't know we wasn't educated on what we yeah. was doing to ourselves yeah because what happened when you when you're in our age group like we're all at our four when friends start dying of like natural causes you're like Ugh, well like the weird. doctor you know i have a, i have a doctor that's my <laughs> friend right oh, so yeah. it's always good to have so one of those doc no no really my friend right like yeah. family yeah. and the doctor says that it's normal for people to die 45 and on. So like our grandmothers and our grandfathers, God bless them, they was dying 90 and all that. He says it is a normal thing between doctor community that if you died at 45, it was like, well, he died before, you know, he, he died early on the list of you die. <laughs> you, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, you know I mean, like he made 67, he made 75. If you die 45, it's not a surprise. Uh, it's like, all right, his battery gave out early. Yeah. I had a doctor That's tell me that crazy. Too. He said, like, everything you do now is medically enhanced to make you live longer. He said, but your body is designed to live 40-something years, and that's it. That's crazy. It is crazy. I, got, like, I, use, I use my doctor for Cialis. That's what I get from my doctor, just <laughs> dick pills. You get a little dick pill. Oh, I love a good dick pill, <laughs> you yeah. You love a good dick oh, pill. Oh, my There's nothing wrong, Fat Joe, with a big... Baby. Yeah, give me some, Fat Joe. <laughs> give me a little bit of that, too, Fat Joe. Hey, Come on, give me some of that. Little dick pill. Yeah, 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 I, yeah my man, let me tell you something. Let's hear it. Uh, my Uncle Dan, he's 50-something. He's out there. He looks young as hell. Never used drugs in his life. Yeah. And he says his shit works like a yeah. motherfucking machine. <laughs> he don't need no dick pills, no doubt. Yeah. I'll be like, yo, Uncle Dan, you want, you need a little dick pill or something? you like, hell no. no. That's he's a, got this. The thing yeah. of pride for a lot of men. Yeah, he's he's not, but he, it works. Yeah. But yeah. is him. there a button there? Did he actually try it? No, 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 no. He, you know, he's, he brags about it all the time. My yeah. dick doesn't stand tall like it used to. My dick shrugs. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, what do you want from me? With a dick pill, it's just, it's just oh, stands it's off. fucking this proud shit, again. You feel like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> proud again. Well, proud yeah. for the first time. <laughs> it's a born again. Uh, yeah. It's a born again. <laughs> I love yeah, a good dick pill. And it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it is. It's supersizing it. And it makes it a little <laughs> extra special. You know? I mean, we've been trying to tell Chris the producer. He's a, he's a, you know, I, you know, he doesn't. He's one of those who doesn't need it. I don't feel I need it, but damn, I'll, I'll, I'll use it. It's no, a I'm cheat like, cause. I'm, I'm like Joe's uncle. I don't need it. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Producer's pecking. He got the cheat clause. Yeah, I like a good pill. I, even if I don't need it, I just like it. It makes me feel confident. 
makes me feel makes better about feel myself. Yeah, even when I'm not gonna get laid. Sometimes if I just want to mm. present well in my Sometimes pants. Sometimes you just want to be feeling like, like you yeah. got it. Yeah, like you're ready. Like I'm a Viking. Yeah. You want to feel almost like a, like a vitamin, right? It's yeah, you don't even have to need it. You just take right? it. It's good for you. And, and you're a guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, but these Vikings, huh? I see. I watched an episode of the Viking shit one time, and the guy married the girl, and he said, "Yo, he always knew she liked his brother, and they they ran they ran them the, the train on her. Really? Oh, really? On the wedding of the king of the Vikings, oh, you know, his wife." Sense. Let's start watching like, the show. Yo, these fucking Vikings are crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. I think they, they were a little less about monogamy. You know, they, they, they were known to <laughs> they'll burn your village and fuck everything in it. The Vikings yeah. were not nice people. <laughs> no? Were uh-uh. They weren't. <laughs> they were rough. <laughs> you watch any shows like that, like Game of Thrones? Or, are you I into anything? Game of Thrones. Me too. I love uh, Walking Dead. Me too. Yeah. I just caught up with that last night. Don't say that. Oh, you don't want to know about it? it? I'm on the no road. No spoilers. Don't All right. I'm not going to say anything. And, uh, I couldn't believe I this love... one part, though. No, 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 I'm not going to do it. Joe, Fat Joe. Carl wears a cowboy hat. <laughs> I quit. I'm leaving. <laughs> no, no, no. I would never you know, do that. I'll, listen, I'll... Walking Dead, yeah. Game of Thrones. Of course, we ran through the whole Narcos. Yeah. That was Netflix. great, right? Phenomenal. I have to get into that. Oh, my it's God. Really You're going to love yeah. Narcos. And uh, number two, that's how we got the, the, the title of the album, me and Remy Plata Plomo for Narcos. Oh. So apparently, Pablo Escobar... The police stop him. He got an eighteen wheeler full of cocaine, and they ask him, "What do you got in the truck?" And he says, "An eighteen wheeler full of cocaine." And he says, "But guess what, guys? I can give you plata, or I could give you plomo. Meaning, we don't have a problem. I give you all the money you want. You walk away. Let me go by. If not, we'll give you these bullets." So that's how we do it in the rap game. Right. We'll give them all the love. You know, as long as you let us live, we don't bother nobody. You get all the plata you want, but don't yeah. come over here for the plomo because we give it too. Well, they said <laughs> that's, that's how we yeah. got it. They said about El Chapo. They said that when he when he tunneled out of jail, they said the way you get these prison guys to help you is you, you here's your choice. We will give you a hundred thousand dollars, or we kill everybody you know. Th- those are your options. So you take the plomo. money. Yeah, I, I believe yeah. in those countries. They definitely doing that. They yeah. definitely saying that to them. Um, also, I'm, I'm going to just put you up on this one. I know you probably don't know this one. On Netflix, there's a series called Fowder. That's the last one I what saw. What is that? No. Fowder, F-A-U-D-A. That's yeah. about the Israelis and the and the Palestinians. Oh, is no. It a, man. Is it a documentary or an no, 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 active no. show? It's a, it's, a, it's a show, but it's serious. Is man. it an original show from Netflix? Yeah, it's, but it's really based out yeah. of Palestine and Israel. And the shit they doing is crazy. Wow, I haven't even heard of that. Is this brand new? Yeah, I, I you saw it. I, I saw it. I saw it. I saw the whole first season. When did that come out? Chris, look at Chris the producer's on it. I'll look, on I will it. watch. I, I like the original programming. It's like it's it's nice to be able to watch everything the whole season. You don't have to wait and like like exactly. he's a Walking like Dead that. takes six months I to like come back. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I hate that about The Walking Dead, you know. Uh, it drives me crazy. I, I do that with that Daredevil series, and I, <laughs> I you watch, watch the, all oh, of it. It's good. I like that stuff. I, I think, like your watch, I, by the but way. But I do believe that. Thank you. I Oof. do believe that Walking Dead came back faster this time, right? Well, are they doing something new that they're bringing it back faster? They split the season yeah, in half. They're so smart. They have this is say season seven, so they show half a season seven, so they can have a mid-season finale yeah. and then a mid-season premiere. Oh wow, it's brilliant! Mid-season premiere and a finale. Yeah, yeah. so they have really like one four Ooh, climaxes. So the ratings spike crazy. Sure, just have a couple of, of points of okay, now things are about to get real, and then you saw the Super Bowl commercial when the guy. Guys, bat hit the ball. I said, "Walking no, no, Dead no. is back." They did a commercial in the Super Bowl. I didn't see that. It was 
the football on the floor and then the bat. What's the guy? Nathan, Negan. Negan. Yeah. Negan's back goes. Whoosh, and then next thing you know, no, you don't see nobody that says Walking Dead is back. Yeah. Oh, that, listen, that's a fun show. <laughs> that's a great commercial. I can't they, get I can't get into the spinoff though, but I I, I like that. Oh, like, yeah, oh, how they got the, the fear, fear of the Walking of, Dead. Yeah, that's what I don't know how they screwed that up. What is yeah, that made of? I, mean, I can't stop looking at your watches. It's, it's that's it's a paddock. I think I need my sunglasses wow. to look at that paddock. thing. That's you a good know. watch. Thank you very much. What, what's the jewels on it? What's the jewels? Is, like what is it? Is that? It's a carrot look diamond. Right oh my god! That's not a it's called hard work, guys. That's a nice watch. You know, I grew up maybe fifteen minutes from me in the. Project. I know you did. Oh, yeah. I know. So I just love. I, I just love to just. Look at it and say we made it, baby. That's good. And did you yeah. did you fight? Because I read that you said that you admitted you were a bully when you were younger. So were you fighting well, a lot? I was bullied a lot. Oh, you were bullied, ah. and then I turned into a bully. How, when, how, how old were you? Were you a big kid? I was uh, uh, I was uh maybe ten years old, and I had to go to school because my my mother worked in the other side of town, so she wanted me to go to school there. And over there, I mean, if we gonna call it a real a real thing. There was no Latinos that had any type of juice there. Yeah. And, you know, I've always been, like, kind of tough. Yeah. So when I go to school, you know, I, I get attention. Yeah. So I'm walking in there. I got the fucking Beatlemania hair on, green eyes yeah. and shit. And I'm walking in there like I think I'm tough. And every day I got to fight 20 dudes. Yeah. Every, every single day. There isn't a picture of me for Thanksgiving or anything without a, a <laughs> An injury, yeah. Yeah. fucking lip. It's like every day. So... <laughs> I would go out there every day and fight 20 dudes and punch the toughest one in his face yeah. and f get fucked up. You know, I pretty much got beat up every day. Yeah. And uh, the good thing is I learned not to quit. Yeah. So, you know, most people would have ran and went to another school and never went to school yeah. or whatever the case may be. You know, I realized I'm willing to fight 20 guys, right? And uh, what's crazy is... Uh, and then after I, re I realized in the hood that it's survival of the fittest. It's like, you know, the toughest guy is the guy that fucking gets everything. So yeah. then I turned into quite of a bully and created my own crew. And then yeah. we, it was it was like, you know, it's whatever. Winner take all. And um and that's the that's the bad part of it. You know what I'm saying? To where you just you just turned in and you said, So what happened was I had a best friend. Right? y'all wanna hear this? Yeah, story? yeah, yeah, of course. I had a best friend. And every day we would go eat lunch and my mother worked up the block. She would buy us a sandwich, soda, take care of him. We would hang out together. So one day these bullies or whatever, 20 guys come up to me and they approach me and they go up to him and they say, yo, why are you with this guy? And he says, it's my friend. And he says, well, if you don't jump in with us and beat him up, we're going to beat you up every day too. And the guy, his name was Lenny. He actually jumped in and beat me up with these guys. Fucking Lenny. This, 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 yeah, fucking Lenny. Right? Fucking no? Lenny. Right? Yeah, you're right. Fucking uh, Lenny. It's like a scene end? out of the movie Moonlight. I went, I went home. <laughs> what? There's a movie called Moonlight. The same thing happened where they oh, make they the friend. Yeah, yeah, no, no. This is a it's brand funny. new one. They, it's brand new. Yeah, they make the friend beat up the... the so what? How old were you? I'm sorry. I was maybe 12 years old, right? And I went home... And I cried for maybe 10 hours. Yeah. And that's when it snapped on me and I got the light bulb. And I said, I don't give a... 
Can yeah. we curse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't give a fuck about nobody. Don't care about nobody. Anybody fuck with me? Look at me. Say something. I'm smashing them. Yeah. Out of this, because before that I was kind-hearted. Yeah. Yeah. They you get know what you. I mean? Like if I grew up in a suburb, I probably would have been a nice guy. Yeah. You know, like I was actually a nice kid, Those but they took that shit. They stripped me of that. You got your. Yeah. That was very hurtful that your own friend beat and you up. And after that, I just became ruthless in the streets yeah. of the Bronx. I just, I just became ruthless just was like fuck it i don't care about nobody i don't care about no one and and that was that and you know and then i i became one of the toughest guys biggest reputation guys in the whole fucking hood and forget yeah. it and then you and then so you started when did you get into music so what happened is uh uh there's a very legendary group uh underground group called digging in the crates they actually were the hottest group at the time diamond d showbiz ag lord finesse all of them they from my neighborhood so diamond d and me were friends and one day diamond d said yo you're gonna get killed out here you're gonna go to jail or you're gonna really really get killed out here because you into too much shit he said why don't you why don't i produce the music for you and you say your life story on on the music and that's when I started rapping. And then one of the three demos that we made was played by DJ Red Alert, who was the number one DJ sure. at the, at the yeah. time here. So 97, right? Yeah, on, on 98.7 Kiss right. at the time. And then that record turned into my first single that went number one in the country. So that's what changed my life, you know? Wow, yeah, it, it's really... Uh, it, it, rap is so interesting because... It went through this, like when it started mm -hmm. with like Cool Herc and those guys, it was all like kind of fun and run DMC. And then I don't know if the whole West Coast or whatever happened, but it, it switched and it became more, not about, hey, you stole my rhymes, but like, you know, I, it got it became it more, more realistic. I mean, I'm going to just tell you what happened with rap music. With rap music, rap music is the music of the oppressed people, right? So you see me with diamonds and all that, but the truth is, is the cheapest form of music you can have we could bang on this table and make a song and yeah. just rap about what the fuck is going on in the hood yeah. and uh so it started out like that and it was fun and whatever the case may be but now you got a lot of guys never have money all of a sudden become these bosses and having millions of dollars and everybody doing whatever they saying and everybody want to have their boy with them who's a fucking killer you know, you know, yeah. they got a boy just came home for ten years from murder, and it, you know, you got that, and all these egos start to come into yeah. take place. Where now you got that element in it. That's why the entourages get into it sometimes. Yeah, the entourages is they're bad. You know, these are, most rappers rappers don't go to Ivy League schools. They yeah. don't go to college yeah. to make it to the NBA. Well, the educated rapper, they, if you remember UTF. Well, yeah, the educated <laughs> rapper UTFO. That boy was dope, <laughs> and uh, but he was really educated. You know, I listened to that record maybe. A month ago, I was riding in Miami. That motherfucker was very... He was educated. I don't remember the song. I just remember him and Kango Kid. I, I don't remember... Kango Kid, but his verse was like really, really educated verse. Like he was he was a smart guy all the way at that time. So the point is that the entourage is you get money, you start feeling power. That's why I moved out of Miami. I moved out of New York to Miami because at the time, it was just so much problems with everybody going against each other i've been in the game for 20 some years i remember a time where everybody worked with everybody everybody loved each other yeah. all of a sudden everybody going against each other everybody you know these egos yeah. and uh so i went to miami where people embrace you and love you and everything like that so and then i started that miami movement you know the dj khaled the pit bulls the the rick ross the little wayne moving to miami all them 
you know, we all united together and we made a lot of music together together. So, uh, you know, it, it's, I think money has a very powerful influence on where you talk about rappers going against each other. Like well, the big fights in, in rap, like you said, uh, DJ Red Alert, and I think Marley Marl was on like uh, 107.5, but the fights were like, they weren't... Fun. They were fun no, fights. No, they would bump yeah. into it. They would argue. They, they would play in the same club. Fuck Red Alert, fuck Marley Marl. And they was joking, and they, yeah. just, they just go. It wasn't about violence. Right, it wasn't about like, oh, this is a, a, a real yeah, thing. Yeah. And you and 50 Cent had a thing, but now you guys mm -hmm. made up years ago. Very cool. And, yeah, and it, but mm -hmm. he's another guy. It's like he, he's not pretending to be that guy. He, yeah, he lived that life. It. He loves it. He does, right? <laughs> i never seen a guy love it more. What? He's like the Donald Trump of rap and shit. Yeah. You know, this motherfucker love it, man. <laughs> Every day he wants a breaking news. Every day... Fucking 50 Cent want to break news. He'll start with the, the planet Earth for breaking news. And uh, so that that's his thing. But um, How is Rick Ross? I, I don't know Rick Ross. I know he had very, some problems. Very good guy. He, he, he had some, uh, I, I guess it was the, this, 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 the gangster disciples. Whatever. They were very angry at him. Has that all been fixed? I think it's been fixed. Is, is, that, is that the most suburban way of saying it? Though? Jimmy, hey, no, 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 no. It's a very serious issue. Yeah. It's a very serious. It, it was the gangs yeah. The disciples kill. Yeah, I know. You know these are gangs that've been in Chicago for a hundred years and shit. Like, but has that's, that, so that's all been straightened out. I guess so. He's alive. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, I like when I like that's that scary, man. That Joe scary. comes. Scary. I like the fat Joe comes in and Jimmy's getting all the uh, scoop on the beef. Well, I'm curious because <laughs> I mean, I am curious. I mean, this is it's violence. A, it's know, a world America's I don't built off violence. It's a world I don't live in and yet i'm familiar with but to, and and these are not guys pretending yeah like these are guys who are really living this life and so it's kind of interesting like because they're great entertainers and great artists well but underneath i mean it, I, I would i would i would i would go against it and say that we are entertainers and i and i and i would say we all got into this music this art form to uh change our lives and and take care of our kids and send them to college right. and stuff like that the problem is every now and then you know there's real elements involved but I don't think just because a rapper, I, like I said, I robbed the liquor store on a song. I wouldn't rob the liquor store. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? You could so buy it with that fucking watch. We're, we're Brian De Palma, man. Yeah, it's entertainment. Yeah. Scorsese. Yeah. We're talking shit we don't do. Right. I'm actually a dance dad. And not only that, Get my daughter. Yes, man. I take my daughter <laughs> to fucking dance class. Oh, I do too. I, yeah, do. I got I'm three sitting, daughters. What about you? I sit in there. I got one daughter, two sons. I sit in the dance. I'm a dance dad. When they yeah. go perform and shit, I'm sitting there. They know, oh, give Joe the juices to give the girls and shit. Yeah. And, and uh, tonight, my daughter is. Uh, She's walking the runway at uh the the kids rock thing, and I flew in from fucking L.A. and everything <laughs> just to, I gotta be there. She said they like yo you gotta promote Funkmaster Flex. I was like yo my man you tell Funkmaster Flex I can't go. The person I don't want the rap beef with is my ten year old daughter as a writer. Yeah, I gotta be in the front row when she walks out. I got you. You have to man. be there for that. I, I feel. I listen. My daughter's see now. I'm talking like a rapper. I feel that. I don't know. <laughs> See that fat Joe? I'm with it. I'm hip. No, but I got an eight year old, a five year old, and a three year old, and I got a, all girls. I'm surrounded, man. Oh, so man. I know what it's like, man. I got to fight in uh, AC. I got to go corner some of my guys in AC on a on a, a Friday night, but eight in the morning. I'm going to AC and coming back the same damn day. Got to man. You miss because I got it. She's like, my first uh, dance is my solos at eight forty. So I gotta get back in the same. He's sitting up in there for the solo. Uh, you're, you're, you're doing a fucking fight with millions <laughs> of people watching you, and then you back for the solo. Oh, 100 percent. But you love this shit. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. I fucking love it. The moms it. come with certain yeah. cupcakes and shit, and this. We know everybody. Yeah. Well, do, well, do you start thinking like, wow, when I was younger, I never saw it going this way. Like, 
what a great life. Like, <laughs> well, what happened is that, uh, uh, you know, in my community, a, a lot of a lot of kids grow up without their parents, and they 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 lack a lot of love. You know what I'm saying? The drugs tore up a lot of parents, and a lot of grandmothers and grandfathers were like the real heroes, and so they lack that. But at the same time, when a guy or a girl switches their life around from that and becomes successful or just positive, have a job, the lady in the bodega, the guy, the baker, the this, this, that, they show so much love to their kids because they didn't have it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When, that, when that generation grows up and they become, you know, grownups, I notice that those people show the most love to their kids because they lacked it. And they were like, yo, man. You know, my father did me wrong. I'm not doing my my baby wrong. I'm right. gonna be there for my baby. So, uh, you know, that's that that that's pretty much what I find. You know, in in, in my travels, I want to shout out Henzel Gracie. That's a good friend of mine. Very, really? very, very good friend of mine. Oh, and I'm gonna great. tell you something y'all probably don't know. What's that? He's an incredible chef. Matt, did can you I, know that? Matt knows I, him. Can well. I tell you something about Henzel Gracie? I don't want to brag. I'm, no, the, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the first American black belt under Henzel Gracie. I came up under Henzel Gracie over here in Manhattan. I'm from Long Island. I lived on the Long Island Railroad. What a sweet guy. Henzo huh? is Henzo's family to me. Yeah, Henzo is family to me. What a sweet me. guy. He's the best, man. Let me tell you. I could, I could, Henzo's been in that seat before. He's been in here a couple times, and uh, I love Henzo. Like uh, he's, he's family to me. Great guy. Not only that, he's a hero. Like If somebody yes. bullies somebody, Henzo oh. will fuck him up on the street. Oh, no. Yo, what's wrong with him? Nicest guy. Yeah, no, no. He was, yeah. Several, man. Some of them nicest, went unnoticed. Yeah, nicest guy. Big, listen. He's in a bar one time. They fucking disrespecting the lady. He tells the guy, what, like a movie. Yeah. Yo, why are you disrespecting the lady? <laughs> Yeah. Fuck you! You don't know no Henzo. All right, let's step outside. Yeah. Oh no, Henzo told. <laughs> no, he's from Brazil. He says they haven't got all the jungle out of me yet. Nah, he does, yeah. but he's he's a great. So he cooked for you, then. Oh, I've been to his house. Oh, I, that's I think it. It's his over. wife Christine are actually Beautiful really cooking. People, but uh, yes, that's great. That's funny. I didn't know you know Henzo. What that's a small my world. Guy, man, I Look love Henzo. Every, I mean. I don't think you've I've ever met a person that met Henzo that doesn't they say this, like they love Henzo. He's a beautiful person. Man. Uh, he's such a great guy. It's some, such it's a, a guy. matter of fact. It's, it says a lot about a person when you don't get along with people like yes. that. Somebody oh, would have told you, "Hey, Henzo's a fucking jerk." You'd be like, "Yeah." Man, That's a thousand great. people say he's how, a, you're how, an asshole, bro. How, how, <laughs> and he looks right at Chris, the producer. No, no, I, no. That. I didn't like you it. Know, no, I you understand yeah. what yeah. I'm saying? hundred like, percent. You can't have a hundred people vouch for somebody. So, man, guy, man, you know what? And, and how'd we you don't meet, need you around let me ask you, Fatio, how'd you meet Henzo? I met Henzo through a, through a, a mutual friend yeah. that knew Henzo. He was like, yo, man, Henzo, you, you, you should meet Henzo. He's the best. Y'all both cool people. And as soon as I met him, we hit it. And, uh, you know, we, we've been cool ever since, a couple of years now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm surprised because my life, um, because of my career, has opened up the doors for me that, that, that you know, I've been in, I've, I've performed in Africa, not proud of it. For the biggest warlord of the Rwanda, of the Rwanda, you know, but you don't know. You get hired for a show when you go out there. They go, "Oh, this the guy killed ten thousand people." You're performing there, you know. Then you do the show yeah. and you come back and people no, give you, you shit. You're scared to death when you go when you when you realize, oh shit. Yeah. But then I've I've done shows for the most peaceful church guy ever created. Yeah. You know, I'm just an entertainer, right? Yeah, yeah. So who'd you who, perform for? Do you remember his name? 
Nah, I don't remember. Okay. But this guy was bad guy. Yeah. Right? Did you, yeah. you know, when the eyes is black, you know, yeah. like oh, his shit. eyes black, and the people don't 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 look in the eye. You know when they serve you yeah. the food and the people don't want to look in your eye. Yeah. You know these guys is dangerous. How man. did he respond to you? He was probably nice to you. Oh, great guy. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Fuck to Joe. Oh, yo, yeah, yeah. Guys leaning so one back. Time, one time I go. <laughs> one time I go to Brazil. Right. So I go to Brazil. And I, and I love Brazil. Anybody anybody yeah. from Brazil, I love them. I'm just telling this story. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Um, I go to Brazil. I'm thinking I'm doing like a, a beach party or something. Yeah. Like, All right. The biggest guy in the world hired you for the favela. You know that. Sure. The, 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 and um, uh, you can't have security or none because they just killed 67 cops over the weekend right, right in this favela. And I'm like. What the fuck? This is the true <laughs> meaning of all money ain't good money. My ass yeah. is this tight. My asshole's this yeah. tight. I'm, like, I'm thinking I'm in Rio de Janeiro or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go in there. Who did you go with? A couple of people? Just a couple, a couple of my guys, the rap, uh, my, 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 my hype man, my DJ, regular shit. But man. no security guys. No security. And the date of security is of no veil. Right. When you go to these countries, yeah. when I went to Africa one time and we found out that that guy was the biggest warlord ever created, I had a yeah. security guard, cock diesel, his head touched the ceiling. Yeah. He wound up starting looking like a midget when we was out there because he was terrified because people were like, yo, this guy killed villages like this. And you know, the cock diesel <laughs> is not stopping sure. the Uzi. Yeah, exactly. All the balls. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, you know, you start he, he turns into the biggest midget you ever yeah. seen in your life. Like, so the secu- I wind up being like, yo, don't worry, buddy. You're going to be all right. Yeah. We'll be out of here soon. Don't worry. So, so the security I- is the word of the of the overlord or the the, the guy who runs the favela. That this, Your security is his word that you're no, going to no, be safe. No, no, my security, my security is that, you know, in America, if we're going somewhere, we'll take two bodyguards or right. something. The problem yeah. is I took the biggest bodyguard in the world, but... Two days later, he wound up feeling the size of a midget because he was terrified. Because you're hearing all these horror stories, and you're there. Without a gun, you can't go to nowhere talking about, hey, they're bothering me. You're stuck, bro. Like You you understand what I'm saying? um, So you go into the favela, sorry. So we go into the favela, and we don't get to perform until the main guy comes, right? So, oh my God, I can't even tell you. Man, there's so many guns in this back room and it's, it's, it's like a fucking, like a movie, like a Lord of War. There's so many yeah. guns up in, guns. Like people were checking in their guns. Like, you know, it was it was, it was was like a, a mountain of guns. Yeah. Right? Man, I hope you get so, compensated So for the this guy thing. comes in, no, no, I lost a lot, one of my nine lives. So the guy comes in and he looks so calm. He's like, oh, my daughter loved you. I want to take pictures and this and this. But meanwhile, maybe I'm just crazy. I'm like, this guy must have killed babies. Like, they killed 67 cops in a weekend. These guys, what is he to do to be the toughest motherfucker here? Yeah. yeah. How could you be the toughest guy here when they killed 67 cops this two days ago? And all these guys are like, the boss is coming. What the <laughs> fuck the boss do? <laughs> oh shit and you sitting there like you know he said like, what's love's my favorite you gotta do it what's like twice <laughs> you're like oh my god what the fuck but anyway <laughs> believe it or not Henzo has similar stories Hen- oh, yeah. Henzo trained the fucking the, the president the, 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 Abu Dhabi the, the boss of Abu yeah. Dhabi like he trained like 
You know, the fucking bed. Yeah, you'd be like, for real, Hanzo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, a monkey serves you the breakfast. They got a little monkey. <laughs> Come bring you the coffee and the. Yeah. Word, Hanzo. Yeah. So I got stories, but when I sit down with Hanzo, I'll be like, for real? And when I go to Japan. Yeah, yeah. Like, for real, Enzo? How's the sushi, Enzo? How's the sushi? Like, you know, I, I fucking ask him about his yeah. travels. So you, but your favela show was good. It was, it went oh, okay. No, it was amazing. They yeah. got a rule too. In Brazil, Brazil's a very tricky place, and uh, don't get it messed up. It's very beautiful. Yeah, but it's very tricky. They tell you, I don't know if it's just a favela, but they tell you if you talk to a man's wife. You're immediately shot in your face. Like, there's not a discussion. Your homeboy, this is my wife. Yeah. This is my, this is the, no, they shoot you in your face. There's no discussion. There's no talking about it. They'll shoot you in your face. You talk to another man's wife. That's it. That's yeah. the rule. The problem is every girl there is the most beautiful girl yes. in the world. So this is like yeah. a catch-22. Like, yeah. you're looking around like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. And yeah. You tell it, I'm telling my friends, don't talk to them. Don't no. <laughs> stay away. Don't. Yeah. They have a legal. It ain't legal, but they have like a. It's understood. It's understood as a neon sign, like the digital media saying, "Talk to a guy's wife to shoot you in your face." They're not talking about nothing. Problem is, these women are phenomenal. Yep. They're high knees, Jimmy. I've been there three times. I've been Ooh. there three times, too. Oh, I five for different I, reasons. I, uh, <laughs> I've been there three times, yeah. yeah. You took the fuck pill with yeah. you, Jimmy? Uh, 100, milligram Cialis, 100 milligram Viagras every night. <laughs> every night. 100 milligram Viagra on the way to the brothel. Ooh, oh, my God. You went to the brothel with her. Every night with me. Me and about four other comedians well, in went your travels, In your travels, Jimmy... Where, where, what, what state or, or country was the best brothel you have visited? I've only been to one brothel, meaning one in one country, and that was in Rio. So I've only gone oh, to. So I don't really go to brothels. To, you look like the type of guy to go to all the brothels. I know. I need them. Believe me, but I know I've only gone to the ones in Rio. <laughs> Tyrion Lannister. I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. that's a fucking <laughs> a few different <laughs> ones in Rio. In Rio, they uh they don't they don't play games. The ones that the there was Olympic athletes. Recently, that said that they were in a brothel, but they didn't know it was a brothel. That was the one I used to go to. It was I forget what it was called, but I'm like, I, I please that they knew it was a brothel. You walk in, you pay, you, you put a fucking clothes in a in a locker, you go up another floor. You know you're in a brothel. Amazing. Yeah, you, oh, you can't not know it. I'm like, there's tens talking to me. It's, it's a wonderful experience. Yeah, that's it. That, that's beautiful. It was yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go back though. It was a little scary though. Like you said, you know, you have to know the place you're in is a dangerous place, and oh, they tell you don't wear jewelry, do not pull out your phone. All these rules you have. I went in 2003 you and four. You so can't do it. Like you know, you know, you gotta be low key in these places. Yeah, you know what I'm saying you don't can't. go flashy. Hell no, man. It's, it's, it's a it's a real world, man. It's a real world. And you're friends with a mutual friend of mine, Chris Stefano. Who's a really funny oh, comic? That's my guy, man. And you did. St I didn't. Someone told me you did stand I up. I did stand up for him. But, but so what happens is, um, I was working on a TV show with Chris, and every day, maybe an hour and a half before we started, we would sit down like we're doing now, with no microphone, no nothing, and we'd just talk shit. 
and just tell stories and this and that. And he would always laugh and laugh and laugh. He said, listen, I'm doing Caroline's, my first big Caroline's. And I want you to come open up for me. I said, open up, motherfucker. I ain't no comedian or nothing yeah. like that. He said, I want you to tell some stories like fucking your story with Mike Tyson or R. Kelly. Because I got some serious stories. So I went up there and I told the stories. Everybody was laughing. They loved the shit. And then he came and closed the show. And that was my claim to fame. Oh, you only did it one time? Com- only one time. It was my claim to fame of uh. being a comic. Did you enjoy it? I fucking loved this shit, man. Yeah. Was, we had so much fun. But it wasn't like scripted. It wasn't like that. It was just telling them about shit I went through. Yeah, you just kind of went up and told stories. Mm-hmm. By the way, what is your name? The name of your new album? We have to plug your it's album called properly. Plata o Plomo. Oh, you did say that. Okay, my and, memory is uh, tired. The album is out Friday. Um, pre-orders now. And uh, we're excited about it. You know, the, the, the first record went double platinum. Uh, two million all the way up. We was nominated for two Grammys. Isn't that three hundred twenty-five uh, million streams you've gotten so far on that song? It's fucking amazing. More than that. More than that. That's that's daily. Every day we get at least a hundred thousand on the new single, and all the way up is bigger. So the new single is seventeen in America and climbing. And then we got some missiles on that album, man. We got some big, big work, you know. And uh, you know, I'm really proud of the work. Plata Plomo. The album is amazing. And it's What's with, the name of that new single? I'm sorry, Jimmy. The new single is called Money Showers. Okay. And then... Because uh, I heard all the way up. I mean, who hasn't heard that? It's all the way up is crazy. They so, played at the UFC a lot. Yeah. You know that? They play, I mean, you know, it, it was made to be a club song, yeah. but it wound up being inspirational. Yeah. So like little kids sent me uh, to my DM copies of their report card with an A plus talking about he's all the way up. You know, old ladies working out in the gym talking about they all the way up. Yeah. This is like I didn't know it would turn into like a motivational thing. Right. It's gotta make you feel good, no? Oh no, that's amazing. Yeah. Bro. And this one really, really counted because, you know, I've been nominated for what, six Grammys. Uh, you know, I've I've done some big things, but Jeez. this one it, it had been almost like four or five years since I had a big hit. So, you know, definitely most people thought I was out of here. And then when I came back no. with that motherfucking force field, they were like, oh, my God, never count them out. This guy, I'm one of them guys. Yeah, I'm like a fucking, uh, 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 I wouldn't say UFC. I would say, uh, what's my guy who who, who died? Italian. The Italian. Died what? He died. He got killed in Brazil, as a matter Arturo of fact. Gatti. Turo Gotti. Yeah, I used shot, to right? love Gotti. Yeah. Well, right? no, 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 he his, got choked. His they say she killed him or some shit. shit. Going on there. Yeah. yeah, they said she choked yeah. him out. But Arturo, I'm like him. Remember, he would yeah. fall down 16 times and one yeah. eye out the socket, hit back and hit a lucky home run and knock the guy yeah. through the... I'm like that. That's the story of my life. I've been around for 20 years. I've hit the highest in the world, the lowest in the world, the highest in the world, the lowest in the right. world, the highest. Here he comes again. It's over. Round 12. Yeah. Motherfuckers <laughs> like, boom. Oh, my God. I tell you. So somebody who always loved Fat Joe was like, I always told you my money was on him. Don't count him <laughs> out. This motherfucker's back. Is that, you know, it's that type yeah. of shit going on with me, man. And it's, 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 it's fun. And you guys walked out. You, you've been a boxing fan for, for a long time. You were like some of the, who, who was it you walked out of Felix Trinidad? Well, I was the first guy to ever walk. I mean, I messed it up. With the way, when you watching the fights and you see the rappers walking everybody, you know, I'm yeah. the guy who messed it up. How'd you do that? Well, Felix Trinidad is one of my favorite boxers ever. I'm Puerto Rican, and uh, I looked up to him so much that I went to Don King, 
And mind you, Don King don't know who I am. So a good friend of mine takes me to his house. So they playing the piano. They this and this and that. Mind you, we I'm double platinum. Like, like you know, I just sold two million records. I'm a big deal at the time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm the hottest motherfucker smoking. But Don King's acting like I'm a piece of furniture. Like he uh, doesn't even know I'm in there, yeah. right? So I turn around like this. So boom. So he says. So the guy's playing the piano. This is five hours later, right? Guy's playing the piano and it's in Palm Beach where fucking Donald Trump lives, right? So he's playing the piano and out of nowhere he stops the guy and he says, what do you want? This is Don King, he tells me. This is Don King at his prime. He's, he managed uh, Phyllis Schindler and he said, what do you want? And I said, excuse me, Mr. King? He was like, you're here for something. You want something. So I said, well, Mr. King, you know, I'm here. I wanted to get a conversation with you. He said, well, what do you want? Who are you? And I'm like, well, I'm Fat Joe the Rapper. And uh, Fat Joe the Rapper. And I was like, yeah, and I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. And I love Felix Trinidad and and me and my guy, Big Pun, before he passed. We the hottest thing smoking, you know. I've never heard of you, this and that. Right? So he treat me like shit, yeah. right? And then uh, so he was like, we got Ricky Martin. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> We got bringing Ricky Martin. We're bringing Ricky Martin out for Felix Trinidad, this and this. And I said, Ricky Martin, bro? I'm like, Yo, are you fucking serious? This fat Joe Big Pun, man. We the biggest gangster rappers in the world, Puerto Rican. We repping the whole shit, man. What are you talking about? So, boom. So, we left. He was like, all right, we'll see what happens. I'll tell you one thing. I'm not paying for nothing. I said, we didn't ask you to pay. We'll go there ourselves. Our own hotel will do. We don't want you to pay for nothing. We want to represent the Puerto Ricans. Boom. He must have did his research because sure. the next day, hey, Fat Joe, oh my, yeah. two million fucking records? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? I said, well, Mr. King, I try to fuck you the hottest shit smoking. Oh my God, this is amazing. So then we went out there and we brought Felix Trinidad in the ring. And it was against him, him against De La Hoya, right. Later, years later, I met De La Hoya, I think like one time. He was like, man, you broke my heart, man. I love you and Big Pun. I couldn't believe it when y'all oh. came out the back with Trinidad. I was like, <laughs> this guy too, what's up? What's my guy? Uh, from uh, from Brooklyn, the Italian kid, man, with the fucking mohawk. What's what's my man's name? What are we talking about? Boxing. The Italian kid with the... the, the, with the I don't even follow. I hardly, we don't follow boxing. Not much. No, I used to, but not anymore. Not to tell right. me. Was a new kid? No, no. He's old already, but he, he, he was a flashy... Italian kid, I don't know who it was. He told me too. I broke his heart one time. Did he when he fought? Did he have? Uh, He's an announcer for HBO and all that shit. Oh man, uh, we don't. We're know. mixed I'm martial arts. You yeah, watch yeah. any of mixed martial arts? Yes, UFC I do. I actually, my friend is part owner of the uh, Titan Group. Oh, okay. Uh, Jeff Aronson. Yeah. All right. So you know, I always nice. post his flyers and all that, and, and he got a big gym down in. Uh, yeah. In uh, where they train at in Florida. Okay. So, you know, I live in Miami, so I, I go over there sometimes working. I do my cardio. They fucking yeah. people up and all that shit. Yeah. So you're I'm looking at it. I'm like, motherfucker, want to get me in the ring. You trying yeah. to fuck up Fat Joe? I ain't doing No, that. no, I don't blame you. I wouldn't do They want to put me in the Cobra Clutch yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you a casual <laughs> fan with the fights? or with the, Yeah, with a casual fan with the, with the fights. You know, I go for the big ones. Yeah. So I go, uh, my man McGregor. Yeah, I was going to say. Conor he's he's he's... It's like smoking drugs when I see this guy. Oh, you this like guy, watching Connor? It's a fucking movie, bro. Yeah. What do you think about him against Mayweather? They're talking well, about that. Well, if they just box Mayweather, get him. Yeah, the I think so. Get yeah. him. But, you know, if they go on the floor, no, nah, that's I, a different type of thing. Mayweather would never nah, fight him. No, he would never fight him on the floor. Fight, no. So, But McGregor, he's been the biggest 
uh, inspiration to me in with the mixed martial arts. He's he's been he's been my hero. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he talks shit to the Brazilian guy. He knocked the motherfucker out in eight seconds. Yeah. The next day, <laughs> he put up a video on fucking social media where he's riding the bike going da 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 da. It's the motherfucker D O double G Snoop Dogg. I was like, I fucking love this guy. He's fucking incredible. Like that's funny, you know, because this guy's fucking nuts. Yeah, he is. I love that shit. Yeah, he he backs it up. I mean, I'm not even a fan of his. I wanted the Brazilian uh, Jose Aldo to win, but you know you can't. Hey man, he be the guy that ain't losing ten years. Knock him the fuck out. He didn't play seconds. that shit. Yeah, thirteen seconds. That's about like literally Aldo lasted all right, all, so a little go, longer than listen me. Listen to this. Listen to this. Here's a guy. You fighting a guy who's won every match in ten years. You get up there and you talk all kind of fucking obscenities you could think of in the world. You fucking piss them off. You're fucking disgusting. We want you to die, actually, because you're so disrespectful. And he gets in the ring. But you got to hear me out. Don't stop me. Sure. He gets in the ring and knocks the motherfucker out in 13 seconds. And the next day, post the video riding the old school Mexican bike going da 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 da. <laughs> it's the motherfucker. I thought he was God. Like, I was like, he's here. God is here. Like, this motherfucker's nuts. He's a marketing genius, no, bro. That, that's entertaining. That's entertaining. Why? That is straight fucking entertainment. <laughs> I'll buy that movie, you know? In yeah. fact, I bought that movie. Yes. Every time he fought, I, yeah. the, 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 I pay per view. Yeah, because people who like him want to see him win, and people who don't like him want to see him lose. You know, he had, he, there's no indifference. It's you, a win win. It's a win win for yeah. him and for Dana and for the UFC. Yes. It's like Mayweather. I don't like Floyd Mayweather. I want to see somebody knock him the fuck out, so I'll watch him fight just it's to a see good if he loses. Never. Knock him out. I think yeah. you're right. Never. He's just too clever with it. And the thing, the thing about Floyd Mayweather, let me explain something. One thing that hurts most athletes is. Drug abuse or liquor abuse or whatever have you like that. They like to party. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather doesn't drink. Right. Doesn't get high. Doesn't. It's an illusion. It's a joke. If yeah. you went to see him in the club, you'd be like, fucking junkie. You'll see all the bottles in front of the thing. He never drinks. Yeah. Right? He doesn't drink. Not only that, his IQ, his historian, mm -hmm. he studied some, so many great boxes that he was born into this shit. Yeah. He, they taught him since he was a baby, like... Oh, look what Rocky Marciano did. Look what Muhammad did. Look what this one did. Look what yeah. the, he knows every, you know, if you knocked him and he went, he'll remember what the fuck Larry Holmes did when he did that yeah, yeah, and come yeah, back yeah. and give it to you. You know, some of these guys got raw talent, but don't have that knowledge that Floyd Mayweather has. And uh, the only time I bet against Floyd Mayweather was Arturo Gotti. And boy, I lost on he that. Lost, uh, Big time. I went you were, to the fight you were and everything. Uh, Otoro Gotti fan. <clears throat> yeah, man, that yeah, motherfucker was the truth, bro. Fun, fun. I mean, fun, right? Get fighter. knocked out ten times, get back up, and, yeah, of course. and his, fucking knock his, the other guy out. This shit was insane. His trilogy with uh, Mickey War, uh, Mickey Ward uh, was that great. We saw those. Yeah, fights. that shit was phenomenal, yeah. bro. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. I like to watch that boxing. Oh, I, I like to watch the one motherfuckers get knocked out, yeah. get up, fight, knocked out, yeah. shit like that. I'm not too much of the. No one gets hit shit. Well, that's how Floyd fights. Floyd, Floyd's a guy who's very yeah. defensive, and he's fast, and I've never seen a better defensive fighter. It's almost it's almost like uh, with Floyd fight, it's almost like uh, Tom Brady, right? Where, 
Atlanta was kicking everybody's ass, and you just knew Atlanta was the new hot shit, but you don't bet against Brady. Yeah. You just don't <laughs> fucking do it, right? So, like, motherfucker, yo, you want to play some bad? Yo, yo, yeah. You, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, but you're not going to put your money up against Brady. You got to be on fucking drugs. Exactly what happened might happen. I was so annoyed. <laughs> I, I don't care about either team, but I left. It was 28 to 3. I'm like, I can drive home now. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. As soon as they got to 12, I'm like, this is a problem. You just knew. The problem I had one time like that was we went to, I, I love basketball. So we went to All-Star Weekend in Atlanta. And we was watching the fucking game. And the guys was losing. Uh, that I was good. That was Jordan's comeback. The guys was losing, so they were down like maybe 10-something. It was like a minute to go. So I left the, the, the arena early. As I'm walking out the door, I'm hearing, ha, ah, ah, ha, ah. ha. So Michael Jordan's making this comeback going against Kobe. I'm like, what the fuck? I walked out of <laughs> here. Holy shit. Yeah. And then we start watching in the screen from outside. You can't even go back in. Yep. And I'm courtside at the day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Oh, I'm like, I played myself. Sometimes beating traffic isn't worth it. Exactly. Sometimes beating traffic is I've done it. I've left a couple of big ones. I, 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 the Yankee game, Mattingly's last home run in the stadium. I saw I was at the game. I was eating a fucking hot dog down at the concession stand like an asshole. I'm like, why am I missing this? I Very did that with the, the Chael Sonnen versus Anderson Silva fight when he got caught in the triangle in the fifth round. I didn't really leave during that, but I can't. <laughs> I don't watch all the sports besides me. It's the only thing I can relate to you guys with. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's true. That's you got caught in that fifth round with that yes, triangle. That's good shit. Imagine if I would have left. That's half good left. shit. It was good fight. I think it was a minute and a half left. Nah, no, that's, that's good right. shit. And remember I, that fight? Yeah, Anderson I remember Silver that fight. Versus, it was yes. it was it was very very big talk. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm like for the big talk for yeah. the hype. I'm not a football yeah. fan, but I watched the Super Bowl. You know yeah, what I mean? There you Just go. to see the greatness. Yeah. You know when when we know greatness is involved. Yes. We gotta watch. Yeah, because you know? something's going to happen that's interesting. Even if you're more of a casual fan, something is going to happen. You see, what happened with, with Tom Brady is uh, he's he's last of the Mohicans, baby. He's like a a, a Fav. He's like a, a Dan Marino, Elway. A Montana, yeah. Montana, you know, this motherfucker. He's, he's better than those guys. I hate to say it because I don't like him, but he's better. That's crazy. He's better. Who's your favorite? If you had to go. Let me just stay on that one second before sure. you tell me. Let me tell you something, bro. You watched that press conference after that game when the Teddy Bradshaw and it was like, the greatest to ever touch soil. The, when you have the greats, you know, this guy might have a statue himself somewhere, T yeah. Teddy Bradshaw. When you have that guy say, the very air, the breath, your feet touching yes. the ground. You are the one. Like, yo, how would you feel, man? Like, how I was looking at this. Like, I'm not even a football fan. I was like, this guy's really, he's re they shame this. Like, yeah. this is really happening. I saw something. You know, you, you saw yeah. a moment in life that you was like, yo, we can't take that shit back, man. You know you're watching probably the greatest to ever do something. And it's, you don't usually get to see that even exactly. in something, you know, it was like watching yeah. Jordan play basketball. I still prefer Abdul-Jabbar, but whatever. Fucking Jordan was probably... <laughs> I'm very biased. You know, I was always, I'm very happy Jordan didn't break his record, and I don't want to see LeBron break the points record either. It's just my thing. I'm very childish and loyal to people. That's right. When I'm a kid, That's I, right. whoever I like, I, I always like. That's how you're supposed to be. Man. Kareem's ornery, though. Let's be honest. I've heard Jordan's a little ornery, too. I've Kareem never met him. Kareem was from here. No, no, but Kareem, Kareem is a little... I mean, I met him. He was nice to me, but, you know, Kareem... 
you know, you if you judged him from outside, you ain't known you say he's an asshole. Yeah, I met him a couple of times. It was never they were never they, he was always fine, but they were never amazing experiences. So like, you think you he's know. cocky that he got that front <laughs> kick on uh, Bruce Lee? Ah, <laughs> Fat Joe knows what I'm talking well, about. Yes, yes. Was that uh, was that Game of Death? That was Game of Death. I remember he that. He had the that fight. That was the guy. He had to fight Jim Kelly, too, right? Uh, Did he fight uh, Jim Bruce Kelly? Lee just no, went no, up no. The, Jim, Jim Kelly, uh, he was uh, he was In the, the tournament um, with him. He was with him in Enter the Dragon. Hey, yo, let and, me ask uh, you something. This yes. fucking Bruce Lee, huh? What about him? He Love him? He was amazing. He man. was one of the... I mean, listen. He he's was the, the one, greatest shit He's the guy the that, that put... Well, I mean, I would like to see him... If, if, if there's a time machine, if you could, you know, I mean, did he have a fight professionally? Well, listen, there's always rumors of him fighting in undergrounds, this and that, but you know, he was there, he was obviously gone way before um, mixed martial arts came about sure. in the UFC because that really is before, listen. When we all grew up, what we thought about real fighting was what we seen in the movies. Oh man, I think what would happen if Chuck Norris fought uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Bruce we Lee? We all fought well, karate because yeah. of that. Yeah, we didn't know what was what. But when the mixed martial arts, when the UFC Shit. came out in 1993, now is oh that's the re that's what really works in a real fight. And what yeah. happens is what happens is we never realize where we get shit from because shit yeah. gets passed down generations. So if you ever notice rappers. Even me, everybody. If you ever watch Run DMC, anybody, their yeah. faces are always like. <laughs> What's that? It wasn't the, that like you always got yeah. the tough face. Yeah. Like snarl, somebody, yeah. Even if you're a good, regular, nice guy, yeah. your face is always like this. We didn't even realize all these years later we got that from Bruce Lee, man. Okay. I, w I went back and I watched like a fucking binge of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee always had the yeah that snarl. And, and then you arm. think when everybody was kung fu fight, when they, yeah. all that shit transcended down to the originators of hip hop, and all we did was emulate the originators of hip hop, and they were emulating Bruce Lee. That's great because he had the first ice grill, the like first attitude. Yeah. yeah, he had that man. Well, he had a listen. He had he's a martial artist. He he considered himself a martial artist before even he was an actor and everything else. He was a martial yeah. artist first, and he had a great mind for 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 fighting in general. He started with a traditional art, which is wing 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 chun kung fu, and he took that and then he, then he did that whole manifesto. He came up with the Jeet Kune Do concepts, which was blending everything. No way as the way, which sounds crazy, but it's true. He you know what I mean. So he would just blend all styles together. He was mixing stuff up. Way before it became mixed martial arts, right. so that's why they say, oh, like, yeah, wow. I mean, he put everything together. Is he considered just yeah. an actor, or in oh, your world, no. in no, your world, no. is he considered just Guys. an actor, or is he considered a mixed martial artist? Well, a martial artist, and one of the very first, as far as putting it all together. You know, you could go back to well, what yeah, about yeah, back yeah. in the days of Greece when they? No, I'm talking about nah, modern like, day. Yes, modern day. Listen, He's let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I can't believe these guys. Right when we look back into. The, the the Patriots, right? The, the the guys who used to fight for England and America and all these guys. These yeah. motherfuckers would stand in front of each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clean a musket and kill each oh, other. Oh, that's amazing. Who didn't want... Why nobody thought of ducking or maybe yeah, running yeah. around? Or not wearing a red oh, jacket. <laughs> why you had to die so proper, right? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Props out to Bruce Lee for mixing it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> fucking, he switched it up on the motherfucker. Cause yo, you motherfucker, die noble, die, die. Yo, what the fuck is wrong? We watch these movies and they just stand there, and like get yeah, shot, and the crazy. next guys come up and get. Gangs of New York like, was on the other day. Uh, that, that reminds serious. me of that. Right? You ever see that movie? Yeah, yeah. The ending serious. with the. Uh, I wonder how much is historically. Real, right? You know, I know. You know, I don't know if there's really a butcher. What's his name? 
Who's the, the butcher? I, I know. Bill Short Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, but the way they did that, that was a, that was Martin Scorsese, wasn't it? That was fucking ill. That was a first Oscar, movie. right? His Gangs, first in New, Oscar. Gangs in New York is a serious. Uh, that was a good movie. It's been on lately. I've been yeah. watching that a lot. I've seen it too. I've seen it a bunch of times too. It's, I've seen it the other day too. Yeah. When he got killed. Uh, who Liam Nielsen in the beginning. Leon, or at the end, you mean. Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, killed him. Yeah, man. He's avenging his father. Liam avenging Nielsen. his father. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yes, it was. I don't remember. I haven't seen it in yeah, oh, five I, years. I just know why it comes up. Because at the very it end. It pops up every now yeah. and then, and then yeah. you're like, damn, this was a good one. This is a yeah. fun one. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the movies that when you... you you know, you always get a movie like that that fucks up your whole day. <laughs> like, if if, if, if if I don't have a certified schedule and... The Godfather comes on, or like yeah. the Scarface, I'm fucked. You're hanging I out get, for a couple hours, yeah. Sit down, yeah. And then I explain to my son, he don't give a fuck about it. I'm like, yo, that's the Godfather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen to the, yo, dad, please, man. Like, yo, let me get the fuck out of here. I'm like, no, you got to learn this lesson of life. Well, you know, when they raid real drug dealers' houses in in uh, in uh, Mexico, like the real guy, they all have Scarface posters. They all love that, that movie. Yeah, with the real guys enjoy I watching Scar that movie. I have a tattoo of Scarface on my arm. It's the only tattoo I Do have. Do you really? Oh, get out of here. Yes, it does. Have you met Pacino? No, I've never met Pacino. But, uh... Um, Do you know Angel? Angel, he was in one of Big Pun's videos. He was the Yeah, 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 yeah. I know Angel. I know, uh... uh well, what, what's his name? Louis... Louis Pachanga, the, the, the fat guy, very famous actor. I knew a lot of people that played with uh with Al Pacino, but I never met Al Pacino. But um Scarface was like it was everything to me, man. It was everything to my, my best friend he passed away. His, we, his name was Tony Montana. His name was Anthony Crespo, but we called him Tony Montana. So I got an in memory of Tony and put the Scarface oh. on. Actually, like twenty of my friends, we all got it, like in memory of my yeah. man who got killed. But uh, you know, this thing was like this thing was crazy, man. <laughs> When Scarface came out, this thing was like... 83. It was nuts, bro. The only thing I didn't like is the guy at the end who shot him had sunglasses on. That was an 80s move. Brian De Palma, no, the guy with the sunglasses and the members-only jacket. That was the only part I could have done without. Hey, Climbing it, up there. So much <laughs> shit that you wish didn't happen, right? You can't... Like, oh, uh, man. Scarface. Scarface, the series on Netflix might be dope. Oh, yeah. If they make a Scarface series. Because oh, we'll you want Because you want to know... You know, the series puts it into daily... You know, we want to know what would have happened with Manolo and Tony's sister. Sure. You know, how yeah. did they meet? And then if they broke that shit down in Netflix, it would be like, oh, that's how they met. Were was Elvira <laughs> pregnant? Well, did she lose the baby? Like, you know, there's so much shit. You, 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 you could turn that into a fucking series. Did Tony really want to fuck his sister? Or was it just overprotection? Or was there a weird vibe there? I'm going to say overprotection. I don't know. She was saying, fuck me, Tony. Well, fuck she me. was out of her mind. They <laughs> <laughs> want to fuck I me. Wanna say, it's, it, I want to say he was overprotected. Maybe he might have been. But he probably wanted to fuck his sister, right? Sure. How could you blame him? She was very lovely. I mean, I'm not gonna, <laughs> my sister's not attractive. Hey, so yo, let me problem. tell you something. I rate that. I rate that. What? It's two. It's two. It's three. I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna love this shit. You never <laughs> thought of this before. I rate that the greatest smack in in movies ever history. When he caught his sister in the bathroom, oh. and he smacked her fucking cheek off. She fuck me, Tony. Fuck me. And he smacks her, and she thought that's my greatest smack. Yeah. In in movie history, like I like I felt like. What do you think is the greatest smack? Richard yeah. Widmark smacking Luigi. In Kiss of Death in the 40s, 
He says, uh, but there's a very famous scene in that movie. Do you ever see where, where the guy uh, wraps the old lady up in a wheelchair and he pushes her down the stairs? I got li- a very I gotta, famous I, I, I scene. I've seen that scene in another movie, Very famous movie, scene, though. but he slaps Luigi. He goes, uh, get the deluxe dinner for my pal. And little fat-faced Luigi goes, but Mr. Yudo, the kitchen is closed. And his hand goes up. And it's the crispest <laughs> slap. Me and my friend would watch that slap on. It was a thing of beauty. Right. What's your greatest smack? My, my greatest smack. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's um, Kurt Russell in in uh, Tombstone smacking Billy Bob Thornton. Jerk that smoke wagon. See what happens. Go ahead, jerk it. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't throw. You didn't see this. Bill, uh, listen, he, he, he was Tombstone. Yeah, I love Wyatt. Wyatt Earp when he wanted. Wyatt Earp was serious. He wanted to make, make some money. There was a guy causing trouble in one of the saloons when he first got to town. It ended up being later on Billy Bob Thornton before he became, you know, Billy Bob Thornton. Sure. Before you know, Bad Santa and all yeah, those yeah. hits. So he goes up to the guy who's being abusive at the table, and he told him he's sitting in his chair. I'm, I'm not, and then uh, basically he let him know, you know, he had a gun on him. He smacked him in the face. He goes, go ahead, jerk it. Jerk that smoke wagon. See what happens. Oh, it was great. He had the big mustache. And he had, he just... Now, my greatest fight scene. Ah, not, what is not, this? Not, not just my greatest fight scene. I couldn't, couldn't even call it a fight scene. Is Sonny in... Uh, beating up uh, Carlo. Beating up Carlo when he beat up his sister. You're he saying fucking... that's the greatest yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the most meaningful, man. If somebody put their hands on my fucking sister, yeah. he went over there and beat his ass with the fucking trash can. <laughs> it's fucked him up I... in the pump. Yeah. He, he beat... Yo, somebody come to your neighborhood and yeah. beat your ass, the shit out of you in front yeah. of the old ladies on the block. Hit you, put you in the fucking pump. Yeah. Kick, he probably broke his leg. That's my. Whenever that scene comes on, I'm like, "Fuck him up, Sonny. Yeah. Fuck him up, Sonny. Like yeah. I'm like, you just can't watch too close because you see a couple. Of misses. Yeah, it was fake. Yeah. A couple of misses, and I'm just like, you could, you could. It's a couple that. of misses. It's a couple. Yeah, of misses. it was old. Leave, it's leave it was old school. Yeah, I know. I I I can look past it, but yeah. it, but I do see a couple of those misses. What's your like, best fight scene? Well, I'm gonna tell you one of the one of the ones that sticks out is Mel Gibson versus Gary Busey in the first Lethal Weapon because it's the first time you see I see you see jujitsu use the triangle choke and, it, and now it looks a little sloppy if I look at it now because I'm a fucking black belt. So, but it's, 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 back, then, <laughs> back then, as a kid, I'm like, oh, they're doing real stuff, right. and he did. And Horian Gracie, who is the one who, who came up with the ultimate fighting championship to, to basically highlight jujitsu because back then nobody knew jujitsu he was the um the fight uh, uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for the fight uh, choreographer yes oh, sorry. you know I, I can't pronounce shit but anyway he so he put that fight together fat joe and uh it was a great wow. fight it was a great fight scene and he ended up uh choking him out with a triangle choke gary Busey, which was great favorite fight scene would be in a movie called once were warriors which was a new zealand oh, film um, Jake the Muss beating up Uncle Bully, where he fucking he breaks a glass and he drives it into his crotch, and he fucking. What's the he, name? What's the name of this movie? Once again? were warriors. It's uh, it's a film about Maoris uh, being about an alcoholic, this. an alcoholic Maori family, an abusive household. They're poor. It's a very very sad movie. Yeah. And once on, were warriors. It's from like 1994. An honorable. Uh, Mech mention is uh, Ralphie from the Christmas Story when he gets mounted on that bully and beats the shit out of him. I don't remember that. Oh shit, yeah. Jake and Vicky had a couple of good fights in Raging Bull. If you saw that, yeah, a couple well. of fucking great ones. Hey man, you ever saw? I saw the devil. <laughs> no, you love it. What, what is, is it? that now? 
You gotta look it up. It's just a movie called I Saw the Devil. Most disrespectful movie ever created. Oh, I will enjoy it. It's oh. fucking a piece of shit. <laughs> but it's so great. You will see What's the it devil. about? Basically. It's 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 um Oh, you would love this shit. This is martial <laughs> arts too. It's based somewhere in Asia, so they don't talk. Okay. You gotta read the subtitles, but right. this is serious. It's about a serial killer. Oh boy. Who who kills women and rape women and kids and nice. and he fu- do you want me to tell you a little bit about it? Yeah. Well, he 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 rapes and kills a pregnant girl who happens to be the leader of the CIA of Asia's this guy's a badass. He kills his wife and then he goes looking for the serial killer. Her father's the chief of the police. You got to see this shit. It's a, a feel-good movie. The guy, yeah. yeah, feel-good movie. The guy it's a weird who, rom-com. The serial guy is like, Shun Tong Lee, the greatest serial killer and rapist in the world. So apparently they have a committee over there of serial rapists and shit while they sit down. They, you got to see this shit. This motherfucker yeah. tortures him. The, the CIA tortures and beats the shit. But for like life. Like this movie just drags on. He just he's he just, you gotta see. This I shit. saw the devil. It's sickening. This movie is straight <laughs> disgusting. Like sickening. Back and forth because they're both the biggest piece of shits. Because the serial killer's a bad motherfucker too. <laughs> so you know he'll find a way to hurt you. Yeah, that's amazing, man. It's, right. I watched that movie. 30, 40 times. Oh, I, and on that note, I, saw the derby. On, <laughs> I will definitely see that. that Our show is over. We've oh, been, we oh, over? No, no, we, no but we had a great show. Yeah, this was so oh, much fun, oh, dude. Man. I want to plug your album properly, yes. though. Before we wrap up, I want to I want to give you the proper plug. How do you pronounce it again? It's Plata Oblomo. Right. And it's in stores this Friday, February 17th. All the way up's on there. Money Shower's on there. The whole album is amazing. Me and my sister, Remy Ma. And on iTunes and all those ways to get it. iTunes everywhere. Spotify, you can stream. Tidal, you can stream. uh, Apple, wherever. You know, wherever you find music, it's there. And you're on Twitter? I'm on Twitter, at Fat Joe. I'm on Instagram, at Fat Joe. And uh, just don't forget to watch Derek Lewis, Travis Brown this Sunday night. This Sunday? I can't. That's going to be a great fight. And uh, thank you for Travis Brown for talking to us also. You love Travis Brown. And uh, listen, have a great uh, few days, and we'll see you soon. For sure. Thanks, Thanks. Joe. This was so much fun. Yeah, man. man. Thanks, Joe. Thank you so much. I appreciate appreciate you, Joe. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.